I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I love this town! Hello, city! Good evening, boils and ghouls. This episode of city of geek podcast and what you talk about our halloween favorites our halloween staples the things we watch every october season because you know halloween isn't just a day it's an entire month year lifetime i think i say that joke on the actual podcast itself and i'm gonna go and put it here anyway uh so i'm recording this is bob uh, recording this intro on his own though all four of us are here tonight we realized after we we're done recording that we didn't record the intro we just kind of started talking just a general reminder to go to our website and uh, see everything that we're working on there 100 days of horror takes up most of our time as we note later on in the episode uh but we also have some other stuff up there like uh, tony nye's joker reviews uh his is linked through mine through uh sunbreak.com which he also rights for and i have my review up for gemini man that i posted on the 15th the day this is supposed to go up now it's the 16th so it's going up a day late so apologies about that for the five listeners we have on uh, this least that's how many people we have subscribed currently i know it's a whole big number so head on over to itunes and subscribe or soundcloud or however you use it i'm going based upon that as, as itunes listeners there because like comment subscribing leaving a re- review leaving a notation uh is a good way to note uh, how things are going get us heard by more people i know podcasts are a dime a dozen these days but we like ours and we hope you do too uh we love you jennifer and steve <laughs> i know we joke every time that we know we have a couple listeners um but uh so now we're going to jump into the episode itself and uh as we start the episode kim is about to talk about something she had watched recently and uh we'll get that review going along with the rest of the episode and tell us your favorite the thing that you like to watch every halloween what's your uh favorite your halloween staples it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't even have to be horror you know for some reason you like watching christmas story yeah all, all power to you you got the wrong bob clark movie but hey works for you all right and now we uh send you in the episode as it is thanks for listening and we'll uh i did watch yesterday we have always lived in the castle. Nice, nice. And I thought that's that was That's the Shirley Jackson, Jackson yeah. adaptation. Yeah, I, yeah, I was fucking... I actually went and saw that yeah. at the Varsity Theater yeah. with mm-hmm. Matt Fowler, and mm-hmm. I was really taken by yeah. it. Yeah, I thought it was really beautifully done. And one of those... Do you know when, like... Because I didn't know a whole lot about it going in. I think I saw the trailer, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But I got, like, partway through, and I was like, I need to see if a woman directed this, because I feel like a woman directed this. <laughs> Did a woman directed? Yes, she well, did. I can't remember. It was actually Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, no, but there was all these little things that were... I'm like, this... The paranoia and 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 the guardedness. There was a bunch of, of these things where I was like, this is, this is something like a woman gets this in a way a guy's not going to. A woman had to have directed this. Yep, woman directed it. But yeah, that was such a great film. And the uh, oh, it was lovely. Every yeah. the casting was perfect. Oh like, yeah, Tisa Formiga and Alexandria Daddario. Mm-hmm. Uh, when her physicality was great. Both of theirs, yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, it was uh, just then, really well done. Uh, Kristen Glover as uh, he was, Julian. He was wonderful. Well, and even Sebastian Stan, like, yeah. I, and I, I am a fan of his no matter what because. 
he's Winter pretty. Soldier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's pretty. Uh, but he's a good actor. And exactly. It was yeah. nice seeing him in the part where he actually got to say more than like three lines, too. Which oh, yes, absolutely. The last couple months. And he's movies, really good in the movie, actually. He's fantastic. He's very good in the movie. Well, and walks that line with, like, on the one hand, he's a guy coming in and he seemed, he's very concerned about the money, but. Um, on the other hand, there is an element to what he's saying that's also true. Yeah. And he yes. plays that very well. The, yeah. the script is very well of like, I'm not sure if he, is he fully after money? Is he actually care? Is it something on He's the not 100% a villain. Yeah. And, and I think it, it would have been really easy to turn him to this character that you just hated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You've got a classic archetype set up that's just waiting to be yeah, a character, which, basically. Yeah, that's really good for uh, Jackson, and she works really well. With yeah, that, so. yeah. Well, and and Maricat is also not super likable at times, either. Like, she's doing things that she's contrary. There's definitely an illusion that she's on the spectrum. Um, and... I think they just played it really, really well, and even just the, the the slow kind of hinting at what was going on with the father, and and what he was doing, yeah. and it's, I haven't read the book, but now I want to. I added it to my library queue once uh, the movie was done because I'm kind of intrigued to see how they translated it all. But. I was say it was it's funny that they cast Kristen Glover because I, uh, and when I was reading it, he was like my head. Cast because mm. you usually, usually end up ca- like when I'm reading a book, you end up like yeah, casting yeah. people that you know that might fit, even if they don't or not. But it's a case like when they announce the casting, like that's funny that that matches up perfectly with my personal head, Uncle Julian. Funny, <laughs> well, he was so wonderful at it. Would so easily, it it would have been very easy to turn that character into a caricature, and it's not in any way. Um, at the uh, at Crypticon, we were talking about this movie for the um, though it hadn't come out yet. We were talking about it coming out soon when we mm-hmm. talked about the haunted house panel this year. Mm-hmm. And someone mentioned it's not. I would still put it in in genre, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. I'm it more, it for it's a days. almost it's like a story that is a ghost story later on. Mm-hmm. Is this the enti- It's like the backstory for a different story. You know, it's like oh, well, this is what happened in this house. You know, from the last people who lived in it. You know, before they probably grow old and become Spencers. And stuff. Well, it's yeah. also very much a horror in the sense of of the horror that so- someone can live in a prison of their own making or a prison of someone else's making. Um, uh, and I mean, definitely a thriller. Uh, it's it's it kind of walks a line a little bit, but I think it it fits into the I mean I think a lot of her work is it's not that overt um it's not that really overt jump scare horror at least it wasn't written that way yeah but um anyway we digress yeah, it happens. <laughs> As we all want to do. Kobe Hooper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you like it? It was pretty good. I've been doing this thing where I went through and I looked at every movie that I own that I haven't fucking watched. Yeah. Yeah, I got whole uh, piles of those. Yeah, I got, that's what uh, one of my yeah, shows I think we in all there do. is. Yeah. So yeah. I've been. See, I want to see which ones now. Order. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to watch as many of these as I fucking can. Mm-hmm. So I had a Herschel Gordon Lewis two pack that I'd won. Mm-hmm. And then I did uh, The Fun House. And I have other stuff. Children shouldn't play with dead things. I like that oh, one. That's yes. nice. Hey, Bob Clark. Bob uh, yes. Got a couple others. Turns yeah. out I own The Shining. Didn't realize that. <laughs> I, just, I just got from the library the uh, uh, 
Stephen Weber? Yeah. Uh, the Stephen Weber Shining. The dude from Wings one. I yeah, say, I know. I was, well, as, I was we, as we know that, I just rewatched it, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I saw it at the library and I grabbed it. Because uh, I'm I'm really curious now, after we went and saw The Shining on the big screen. The Shining? The Shining. Um, Did you mean The you Shining? that Shining? Do you want to get sued? <laughs> uh, what the hell? <laughs> Keep away from the legal stuff. <laughs> All right, we just went somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's from, from groundskeeper Millie, uh, groundskeeper Willie to uh, to Jackie Mason. <laughs> I mean, he played Krusty's dad, so it ultimately relates. But uh, no, I saw him. I grabbed it. I'm, I'm curious now to. So I had a friend of mine, a non horror friend, who went and saw The Shining on the big big screen, and he's somebody who does not typically horror is not his default genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, a friend was going, he's like, well, this is one of those ones I feel like I should see. And, and it was really interesting talking to him about the movie and what really landed with him. And again, he didn't really find it scary, but he thought the visuals were stunning and he thought that, that, um, Jack Nicholson just nailed it. And I was like, this is what I'm curious about though, because, uh, I want to see, like watching on the big screen is what made me realize why Stephen King doesn't like the adaption. And I, I, it never clicked in with me before, but seeing it on the big screen, I was like, I get why he doesn't like this adaption. I, and why, why, why God help me, that? I was old enough to have actually seen it first run in a theater, mm-hmm. and even at that relatively <laughs> tender age, mm-hmm. I noticed. Yeah. Well, so why he, doesn't Stephen King like that epic? Because he comes in at 11, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> there, Jack, there's no... Jack is so unlikable. Jack hates his family from frame one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing redeeming about it. So you, you're not easing into a character who's struggling with anything. He's just like... A balls to you the guys. wall. Yeah. And so it... it and it, and I don't know why... And again, to be fair, this was only the third time I'd ever seen The Shining. Um, but it, it... It was really hammered home. Seeing it on the big screen, I was like, you're just a dick and you're you're abusive you're verbally abusive you're physically abusive i can't imagine i'm supposed to be rooting for you at all so the, there's never a moment where you're feeling any kind of empathy or sympathy to him you're just yeah. like you need to go down dude you need to go down yeah Ullman could have led the interview with like and by the way you can kill your family the second we leave yeah he'd be like okay you know compared to like the the book version <laughs> and the, the 1997 version where He's more sympathetic. He, he comes in. He's, well, he's, a, he's a good guy who's struggling, who's weak, uh, who does love his family, and then the hotel latches in there and eats away at his yeah. at, at his at his failings until he starts to fail more and more uh, as he fights. But he fights back and he gets that. His struggling with it. demons and struggling the inner struggle is always so much more interesting to watch than. Well, I want to kill somebody. I mean, like, if you're not Leatherface, that's not really what I'm watching a movie for. But I, I, that being said, I mean, the visuals are just, it's a masterpiece. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, it, it is a stylistic exercise above yeah. all else. And yeah. I think to an extent, Kubrick would openly admit that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But, f- yeah, I mean, for me, I remember being dazzled by it visually. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I'm fucking 12 years old or whatever yeah. when I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, maybe not articulating it the way I'm articulating it now, I'm thinking, I don't feel connected yeah. to these characters. I don't it's cold. Think. And especially Nicholson, you know, yeah. Torrance, Jack Torrance. There, There's no emotional hook yeah. to pull you into what he's going through. It's yeah. just an exercise in watching a guy go fucking nuts and, and, and like or snow start nuts. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get and and escalate. <laughs> exactly. But it's, what's funny about that is like, even for a... Not, I wouldn't say one note. Uh, there's more to it than that. But still, like, a 
performance that starts at 11 and ends at like 12 <laughs> uh, that the uh uh, it's still a very iconic and interesting performance, right? Uh, even if it isn't. Oh a yeah, I mean, you're dealing with an actor who is like, for all of his failings as an actor, is never fucking dull. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, him, and, the, him in the cage. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's. Speaking of which, I'm so stoked about fucking Color Out of Space. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had friends who saw it, and god damn them. <laughs> Assholes. Fucking Eric and Kelly. And they got to fucking interview Richard and Stanley. Matt and uh, Evan. I was so motherfucking jelly when they told me that shit. Yeah, and uh, that <sighs> interview probably up on Strange Eons Radio or our friend's podcast soon. Tomorrow. But the uh, the Shining brings us into, you know, tonight's topic of... Topic of um, tonight's topics. Which like, which like, uh, We're talking about... Hot fudge. <laughs> like Halloween staples. Movies yes. that we consistently watch... Oftentimes around this time of and the year. Not just that, just other Are traditions of when we do certain things. For nothing. Yeah, the things we watch, the things that we do, like maybe even favorite Halloween memories and stuff like that. You know, some at the our favorite holiday, and you know this this whole month Halloween isn't just October thirty first. It's a this isn't a costume, man. This is a lifestyle. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Anyone who's a horror fan, it's like every day is Halloween. You know? Bitches, yeah. Amen, sister. Amen. The uh, so which but yeah, stuff that we. I, I I think this is a really fun topic because it's like stuff that. Uh, kind of. It's always ironic to me that the most grotesque and terrifying and tawdry horror films can be comfort food. <laughs> Because that's because I'm thinking of a lot of these kind of Halloween staples for me, and it's like God forbid they are like. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, they're things that like a mainstream audience would to- and has totally blanched at. <laughs> What's so. funny is my list is all like soft stuff. Like I'm watching more softer things uh, for Halloween than right, I do a well. uh, regular than I do like the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Tony uh, and I are both just like, yeah, yeah, you know, let's watch some Herschel Gordon Lewis. And Bob's like, I yes. like watching Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Debbie Reynolds is a national fucking treasure. Yeah. Fuck yes, rest dude. Don't even yes. And Judah, uh, I would say Judas Light. That's not her. Uh, the, the, Judith Light. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm into no, that. The, uh, the, the mom in, in, in Halloween Town like is Judith the. Um, she I do too. Who, whoever played uh, April O'Neil in the Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Judith um, something or other. Yeah, uh, Hogue. Judas, yeah, her. Judith Hogue. Something like that. Sure. Uh, Megan Fox played April <laughs> O'Neil. Thank off. you very much. <laughs> God bless you and keep you. No, that's scary. <laughs> but those came out in August. That's <laughs> kidding. Now, uh, what's funny about this, like, yeah, you know, but I was like, The Shining is something I end up watching every year, but it's not particularly Thank light. Thank you for enabling. <laughs> but it is, uh, but that's something I like oh, watched in September this time. And but a lot of the stuff I end up watching is like in September or maybe mm-hmm. o- early October or whatever. Yeah. Like half the stuff I normally watch, I kind of already watched this year for whatever reasons. <laughs> but, uh, but going about that, of course, I mean, uh, is there this what? One movie, maybe, like anything else, is like the one that I have to watch. This, it's not October unless I've watched this movie. Is there a particular movie that scribes out for any of y'all? That's like I have to. It's not my Halloween's not complete unless I watch this. Halloween three. Ooh, I have to see that just for the fucking. It's a good choice. <laughs> the aesthetic is there. Tom Atkins is there. Oh hell yes. Fuck yeah! I mean, I love that fucking, movie. Oh, yeah. Halloween. In general, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really like the fourth and the fifth ones. Thank 
too, because part four and five for me are like, I love them so hard, and I get so much shit for that. Oh, I love them. I love them. Yeah, I gave you shit for five last year. (laughs) I'm unapologetic in my love for part four and part five, and a little of it stems from AMC Fear Fest. Yes. They played them all. They play four and five all the The fucking time. That's how I first saw Halloween. I didn't see the first fucking Halloween until I was like 14 or 15. I saw the first. I saw four and five when I was like eight or nine. See, for me, it was up all night, played Halloween for some stuff. But I think I saw like four or five first. I saw H2O before I saw any of the others. <laughs> I saw it in theaters uh, with some friends of mine. And, uh,. I was a little too young to do that. Yeah, because you were you were you weren't born yet, if I'm remembering correctly. At this point, I had seen all the other. Was too old. I was five. Mm. I would, to be fair, in my defense, I was in high school. But uh, yeah, no, I saw H two in theaters, and that was me being like, "Oh shit, this is kind of cool." Jamie Lee Curtis, bitches, and uh, going back and and watching all of them. But four and five was always playing on Fear Fest, and I watched them so many times. And Danielle Harris is fantastic as a child yeah. actress. Oh, yeah. She's she was wonderful. and is a really, I think, very good actress with much more mm-hmm. range than she's given credit for because she does horror movies. Right. But yeah, I, she's terrific. Yeah. And they have Dr. Loomis at his most fucking unhinged. <laughs> oh, I yes. shot him! I shot him six times! Uh. <laughs> and he uses, the, he uses her as a fucking human shield. Oh, yeah! Shield. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Wait, it's actually Six Times Part 2, isn't it? No, it's another. Yeah. Yeah, he's like say, 17 this, this, more uh, times. This is, part 4 and 5 is when he's he's rocking his, like, I'm I'm all scarred up. And there's the him trying to come, uh, trying to get to Haddonfield, and he's hitchhiking. And they're like, come on, old man, come on. And then the teenagers drive away. And then, and then the other, like, the weird old dude drive, p- pulls over, and he's like, well, come on, old man. I'm like, dude, you're old, too. Yeah. Who do you call an old man? Come on, Jesus, dude. That's that's yeah. the dog shit telling the Limburger cheese it stinks. Yeah. You know? But the funny thing about Halloween 3 is some of my early Halloween memories are related to that in a way because my dad used to sing the Silver Simrock song. Uh. Uh, but he didn't know what it was from until I watched Halloween 3. And I'm like, oh, it's from this. He's like, no, no, that's the one to Michael Myers. Or he probably, uh. well, my dad probably said Jason. Uh, but he might, it's like, no, no, the Halloween's those ones. Like, no, no, it's from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. No, no, it's not from the Halloween movies. Those are the ones to Jason in it. I'm like, dad, no. Okay. <laughs> and so I showed it to him and he's like, uh, I still think I heard it somewhere else. I'm like, if it's if, London Bridges, but still. <laughs> if your dad is arguing your horror film trivia this supremacy, is school, though, so. <laughs> even then, you know, my parents, my parents knew better than to argue with my ass when I was in high school. Now my dad argues about things that, like, that that he knows. That <laughs> yeah, I, my dad that. argues about me direction. I guess, yeah. My mom got pissed because <laughs> I fucking schooled somebody. At a at a uh, screening of the fucking original Clash of the Titans. This dude was or like Sam Worthington, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like meandering massively, and I've got like you know four plus beers in me. So I think we should continue with our topic of Halloween staples. Halloween. I am imagining though t- uh, your mom being like, "Yeah, zombie. That was the one where they had all the cannibal people, right?" And you being like, "That's hell of a living dead." This <laughs> <laughs> the one with the weird little man boy. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, I dragged my mom to every fucking misbegotten wet fart horror movie on the planet when I was between the ages of like, you know, 9 and 13. 
Because I was an army brat, my dad was stationed, you know, in freaking Germany or whatever. And then, you know, I'd be like, of course, reading Famous Monsters, which of course is the ultimate arbiter of film quality, <laughs> Famous Monsters. And it'd be like, oh, Famous Monsters said the Incredible Melting Man was great. And my mom would be like, okay, let's go, because she's a, a bored mom who's got two restless, bored kids to take care of. It's like the mid to late 70s. And so, like... We get done watching The Incredible Melting Man, and my mom comes out of it. If you've seen it, you will understand this reaction. My mom comes out of it saying, Anthony, I can't believe you made me sit through that. Mm -hmm. And then the next fucking week, we'd be in another theater watching freaking Forbidden World or some <laughs> fucking horrible, horrible misbegotten B-movie. And God bless and love my mom for actually enabling my... Addiction. I guess we'll go see Galaxy of Terror. <laughs> my mom would just, my mom would just chuck alley. me out of the car and be like, go see whatever you want. And I'd be like, but mom! Well, there's like a little 11-year-old kid, but mom, it's rated R. I need you to buy the tickets. All right. So she'd buy the tickets. She'd be like, go inside. I'll be back in a few hours. That was how she enabled me. <laughs> my mom was the one who went to see it with us. So, you know, and it wanted to. So, see, so. She did sometimes, but there was other times she's like, I don't want to see this, but I don't care if you see it. So I will buy the tickets. I will pick you up afterwards. At some point in time, they changed the laws here. They changed the rules. So she'd have to actually buy a ticket too and escort us inside. And then she'd leave. <laughs> and she's and she'd tell them, she's like, I'm just going to leave. And they're like, and we... we it's a th it's 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 coming out theater versus theater and, and yeah that. it's like it's the policy and my mom's like I'm okay and so she'd buy tickets she'd bring us inside she'd be like our right, peace out homies she didn't say that. <laughs> it's like we knew the theaters that like I remember like just, you know of, of that of like when that era of me for like in yeah. high school like you knew certain theaters cared and certain theaters didn't yeah <laughs> yes. well and and some of them it's funny because some of them. When my mom would go up and be like, do I really have to buy a ticket to this when I'm just leaving? They'd be like, all right, listen, this movie's starting at the same time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell your kids two tickets to this movie. And all they need to do is go into the other movie theater. <laughs> we will not check their tickets at that point. And I'm like, <laughs> why don't you pass Steve over there? Yeah, they're okay. like, we don't care. <laughs> and so I did appreciate the movie theaters that would just be like, listen, yeah. we get it. It's dumb. I, You know what's funny? I One of the very few times I was denied entry to a horror movie was because some fucking acne case usher actually decided to call my mom on me going into the movie because she came with me. The movie was Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Yeah. And of course, this movie, when it first came out in theaters, was no one under 17 admitted. Mm. It was like unrated. So they were playing it on a double bill with Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive, <laughs> in which I had not yet seen at that point in my you know massive 12-plus years of experience with horror films. And it turned out that once we got there, uh, they decided that they wanted to cart us, and they said, well, he's only 12. He can't go in and, and see this movie. <laughs> and I was like, no! And, and, I'm, and I'm like, well, but... The second feature's rated R. Can't I just go in for that and stay for zombie? And he's like, nope. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this this is like obviously a fucking kid in high school. And he's like denying me the the simple classic joy of watching like Olga Carlotta's experience eye trauma <laughs> and watching like 
you know, a zombie eat a shark and watching a really great... Thank you, thank you. So anyway, so I have, I have a little bit of... And I think that that is one of the things that fueled my passion for Italian mm-hmm. genre cinema, ironically. You did not, you got denied it. There was the element... Over thank you. It was yeah. the element of forbidden fruit. Yeah. Which is why, you know, kind of circling back to the topic, oh my God, <laughs> heaven forbid. Well, fuck, um, we got a topic? I forgot. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Um, I, for me, the Beyond and Zombie are both kind of Halloween staples. Fuck yes. I like, I just really, there's something about... I mean, I've always been fascinated by the the kind of almost like contradictory, paradoxical elements of the Beyond. Because on one level, it's a really wonderful kind of dreamlike, atmospheric, almost Lovecraftian kind of mood piece. And then on the other level, it's like you know, gut munching zombies and you know, all acid sorts face. Of, yeah, thank you. You know, <laughs> acid in the face and. And, you know, heads blown off. You know, cute little pippy long-stalking dead ringers getting their heads blown off. Wendy gets wrecked. Thank you. So, but but yeah, for some reason, that movie, I love coming back to it and watching it in October. I'll probably watch it, like, fucking at least twice by the end of the month. It's... I'm going to watch it on my actual birthday because I have it off from work and I'm going to watch it on Halloween. Beautiful. I love that movie and it is such a great Halloween film because it's got, like you said, it's got those... Nice, beautiful, moody art style fucking shots, like uh, you know when they're on the the highway and she appears yeah. in the middle, and the Fabio Fritzi music, and the next scene, Wendy's getting her head blown off, somebody's getting drowned in shit water, <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, fucking David Warbeck is just killing everything in a hospital. Thank you. Yeah, I I just oh, yeah, there's just something about the anarchic. Isn't it weird that like these intensely anarchic movies? become comfort food in the first place i mean it, it's like it's like your palate like totally adjusting to something that would completely like gag out any civilian yeah if that makes sense you know and that's that's kind of how i view fulci's movies obviously dude they're comfort food for you for me yeah <laughs> zombie is up there uh the beyond is up there yeah i would say city of the living dead too I would. It's I. You know. I. It's not a Halloween staple for me, but yeah, I. I've watched the, it. The only one times. I really don't feel compelled to watch all that much is House by the Cemetery. It's definitely mm, one of the I weaker ones. I just watched ones. that for the first time. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. yeah. There's some cool visuals. Um, I liked. Did you hate Bob as much as everyone else? Oh yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't even no, think about that. that. Fuck you, Cody. Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god, I think we've all officially said fuck you, Cody. You just <laughs> broke your, your, you know, fuck you, Cody. For this particular yes. time. <laughs> you popped your fuck you, Cody. Cheer. For this episode. <laughs> okay. Somebody else, please jump in. I'm uh, like, Cam, is there a particular movie that, that you have to watch uh, uh, this season? I mean, it's, it's cliche, but, you know, darling little Sam is my boy, mm. and I, I cannot mm. get through the holidays season. As it were, without watching Trick or Treat. Um, Last ten years, every year. Every yeah, year. it's it's delightful. It's the one that it's one too that when I if I'm at a friend's house and they're like, let's watch a scary movie. My again, non horror friends. It's one that I feel pretty confident I can put on and and people are going to like yeah. um, because it's funny. It's not terribly graphic. Exactly. Uh, like the the cup the the it's it's so cartoony that it it's not really that disturbing at least i don't know maybe i'm 
I think it's. But I think there's something to that. It, it, it's the one. It's one of the ones that that straddles the line of being. Mm-hmm. Just enough gore to appease both sides. Right. Uh, the horror fans and the non-horror fans alike. Like it might be, it's it's at the top end for the people like, and the people, yeah. for people like us who really love it. It's at maybe kind of lower end, but it's enough. Yeah. And it's it's the kind of gore that like again, it's it's so silly some of the time, like the jack o' lantern part. Yeah. It it's not super realistic gore. Where I mean, it's not going saw where you've got you know people having bear traps on their face or whatever. Thank you. Um, it's it's designed to be like a comic book or, you know, a, yeah. a, so it, it doesn't... Uh, it almost has the feel of like before the TV show, a modern day creep show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and it's got, again, that, the bright colors and, and I mean, Sam, I wish, I, I honestly wish that I could have a child like <laughs> Sam... Anytime I um, see a Halloween store decoration of Sam, I take a picture and send it to you. It's a, it, yeah, because I I have such great affection for Sam. Um, I just think he's so darn cute. New little icon, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like a very iconic character at this point. Yeah, he's. I think in terms of, of like, our more modern it, icons, he's, thank you. he has become... Like, people recognize Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just horror They may not know what the fuck he's from sometimes, but they know what but he is. But they know what yeah. he is. They know Until he's... Until you put it on at a party, like, oh, it's that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah not just the gore. It's just an accessible movie for yeah. both levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's made... Horror fans get get a little more out of it, but I think it's perfectly fine for a non-horror fan, like... And I know some it, people yeah. don't like it. Um, <clears throat> Jason. 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 <laughs> Jason, Jason, are you listening? I'm, I'm on the... I'm not quite Jason about it. Right. I can't take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's actually Peter Bark underneath the. Uh, the <laughs> song. Is, it, is it really? No. <laughs> I was going to say what? Everything oh. ties back to burial grounds. Thank <laughs> Everything. Six, six degrees uh, of separation from Peter <laughs> fucking Bark. What the fuck are you talking about? Wasn't that like the only movie he was ever, ever actually in? Was yeah, it was. <laughs> Fuck it, that was it. Burial ground. And some and weird Italian man. made for TV. And God shows. help me, I have the fucking Blu-ray with the fucking 2K Hell restoration yes. of that shit. Yes, let's high, let's fucking fist bump on that shit. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, that's that's like if I if I had to pick one that I uh, is just a staple for my my Halloween yeah. season. That's yes, yeah, when like, when they announced it after being on the show for a while. I mean, we, it's one of the ones that like, I immediately like, pre-bought. So I watched it. Showed yeah, me showed it to friends, and now it's like it's the yearly thing of showing yeah. it to other people. Uh-huh. And my thing is, it's not a Halloween staple for me, but it is one of maybe five movies that I'm like, I need to watch this again because I'm sure it will be a Halloween staple for me. And I, I when, the first time I saw it, I had no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. I had kind of by accident not read a lot of stuff about it and I saw it maybe five years ago so it was a couple of years after it came out and I was really just struck by and I you know Jennifer Lovely and I joke about this being a cause for taking a shot but it's a dark fairy tale mm-hmm. and it does the dark fairy tale thing really fucking well it's well cast mm-hmm. the writing feels smart it's visually I it's lovely I mean the whole scene with the children on the bus oh yeah Jesus yeah. that's that actually like, kind of creepy yeah. Yeah. thank it's, you it's, it's like I mean it's just thick with atmosphere I, so yes that's my what about I you, hope Bob? to make it the uh, so I'm gonna go much much later for a movie that actually has a much reviled uh, my, this is a movie you either love it or you fucking hate it 
but uh, it's something that my wife, my wife and I watch every year, and I, I usually caught it a couple of times here and there. But since we started dating and then married, so every year we watch Hocus Pocus. Is we don't. Oh, I love Hocus Pocus. <laughs> don't fuck yourself, Bob. See, there I hate how that you, piece how of can garbage. You not like Hocus Pocus? <laughs> it is the most overrated, boring piece of shit. And people think Hocus Pocus says the man who watches how many of the the. Uh, Do you want to watch uh, the Reliant again? Yeah. I would rather watch shit. all of my Dinesh D'Souza movies than watch Hocus Pocus again. I but, hated but, that. But Doug movie. Jones is in it. <laughs> and Beth Midler singing "I've Got a sp- I'll Put a Spell on You." Don't. Which I'm sorry, that would be. You know, more than enough for me to run the other fucking way. So, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie myself. Yeah. <gasps> Tony! I know. It's it is definitely it's cheesy, it's goofy, it's, but I think it's fun. I think it's a wonderful spirit to it. It's not a great movie. It's messy by all means. Like It feels like there's like four different scripts and they weren't sure which one they were going with. Uh, but I think it ultimately does have a sense of enjoyment out of it. And it's nice to hear oh a God. Disney movie from 1993 say Virgin oh like okay. 15 fucking times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> now I will Classic. say this. Okay, I will There's watch There's somebody it. out there that needs to hear this. Hocus Pocus is not a personality. <laughs> Do with that as you will. I think I know a couple of people you can talk to about WTF? that. WTF? I don't know. If I, I make you so... Who would disagree? <laughs> Yeah. Same thing with Nightmare Before Christmas. It's yeah. like, okay, there's liking a movie, and then there's making it your entire life, and it's, uh, it's oh, called shopping I mean, only in Hot fair. Topic. That's fair. <laughs> I, don't, I love the beyond. You don't see me dressing like Lucio Fulci and melting people's faces with uh, fake acid all the time. I don't know. That would be kind of a rad sort of Halloween scenario. Fuck, man. You know, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I want my Funko Pops. I want Spirit to, like... Uh, clear out half a rack for my shit every year. You need a Funko Pop of, uh, of Plumber Joe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Joe the Plumber. Yeah, coming I'll, out of the wall for you. <laughs> yeah, it would be perfect. He have the little like thing sticking out of his eye socket. Dude, yes. I want it, dude. Please, <laughs> boom. We're fist bumping over the eyeball getting knocked out by the railroad spike. So. I would rather have I, that happen to me than watch Hocus Pocus. Wow. I think you're wrong. I think you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> and you're yeah. allowed wow. to think and that I, I, my, funny until my, I become president and put you in Guantanamo. My, my, and it's a can we unrelated uh, just related, cinematic, but uh, has nothing to do with the actual uh, like direction of the film itself. But I love the fact that oh fuck, what's her name's um, Kathy Najimy. No, no, actually, Sarah thinking of the guy who plays the devil in it. Um, oh, uh. uh yeah, Crap. he just died recently. Yeah, uh, the director. Uh, he didn't direct that movie because no, um, but he but he is a director. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Gary yeah. Marshall oh. and Penny Marshall are brothers in real life, uh-huh. but play a married couple in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it plays, she plays Mrs. Satan, and it's like oh, they're actually siblings. This is weird. It's kind of like a weird thing you're watching. Like if you know who Penny and Gary Marshall are, you know that. But the last, I don't know, it's a completely random thing. That's the movie's a fucking mess, but it's an enjoyable But it's so much fun. And I really hope it never gets that sequel slash remix, it's whatever. They keep talking about it forever since 1993. Yeah. Um, Every year they re-announce it. It's never Kenny Ortega directed it, who directed mm-hmm. uh, the Rocky Horror remake. Um, and and this like is uh, so he's a big choreographer. Well, yeah, a choreographer. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he was most famous as a choreographer for... Various theatrical shows and music videos. I'm forgetting the ones that. A zillion of them. Yeah. 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 If you directed one, you directed like Every third 80s video was directed by. Either him or Barry Lambert. Was directed yeah. by Barry. Uh, by Ortega. Yes. And that is a Tony K fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> 
Degrassi. But yeah, that's something I like, yeah. Halloween staples. Halloween staples. <laughs> staples on Halloween. When you staple the mask to your face. So yeah, I'm curious. Cheap leathers. Others that are kind of like Halloween traditions for you guys. I'm going to continue on, sorry. But yeah, um, say, there was a mention just simply about jumping for Halloween. So I've watched Halloween again every year, you know, on Halloween, of course. Um, I remember a couple years ago when I bought the Shout Factory disc because of the different cuts and the commentaries and watching it for class because I was taking a horror film class at the same time. I ended up watching it like nine times, like two, Hall- two Octobers ago. Allison, Allison would come home and I'm watching Halloween and she's like, have you already started? I'm like, no, I got more of it to watch. Because <laughs> there was like, Two cuts, four commentaries, you know, a bunch of other shit, you know, et cetera. But, yeah. Oh. Um, I would like to actually jump in because I know I will forget after four beers. Um, but uh, uh, Ronnie Angel wanted to say hello to everyone on the podcast. And um, he mentioned his Halloween staple as being a film called The Midnight Hour. I don't. I have never that. heard of that. That's interesting. Good. Well, Ronnie knows horror films. Like he, he, wrote, he wrote two, two books, books on slashers. <laughs> yeah, he's like a whole bunch of shit I never even fucking heard of. Yeah. he's like so, the uh, fucking slasher guru guy. Yeah, if you but, want yes, to find out more about that, just check out his series of books, uh, slash, slash dreams, dreams, parts he's one and two. Yeah. Lots of inter- it's not just lists of slasher films. It's a lot of interviews. Lots of great stuff. So check those out. You can probably find them online. A plug for a friend's work. There we go. But I interrupted you. Midnight Hour, you said? I'm going to look this up right now. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'm looking it up right I, now. Too. Well, in, in the meantime, honestly, I saw the movie once. It's like a 1988 movie. Oh, it's a, it was a television movie. That's right. Thank why. you. It I was, saw it like yeah. once. And Oh, I've seen the poster. I've yeah. seen the cover. Yeah. I think we all have, yeah. I mean, yeah, but Ronnie's a huge fan. So he, oh. wanted, he wanted to plug the Midnight Hour. So, Ronnie, here's to you and here's to the Midnight Hour. Blah, blah, blah. LeVar um, Burton's in that. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy? Oh, my was fucking this God. That's right. right. And Dick oh. Van Patten. Every well, every movie has been patented in the eighties. <laughs> Seriously, Kurtwood Smith, dumbass. <laughs> uh, but uh, huh. but that would not be. I'm going to see this is streaming somewhere because I actually want to watch it. I know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Jump on Amazon. No, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely t- again funny. Like all the like the more like this are all TV movies too. Like Home for the Holidays, Dead Night, The Nest, Trilogy of Terror. Uh. I was going to say, was this an, was this one of the like ABC Disney ones that? I don't know that that zombie on the on the cover looks like like an Italian horror zombie. Oh, okay. Okay. Show. Totally. Well, yeah, but 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 I mean, look at like Mr. Boogity. Yeah, good night. Good like point. the the remember the eighties were a very different time. You could actually go in a more adult or dark direction, and people didn't piss themselves. Uh, I did, Kim. Well, that's because you're a the fetus, youngest, Cody. <laughs> But I remember, like, uh, like speaking of, like, just being, you know, the season in that time is that, yeah, I don't think it listed on, like, Amazon if we were to watch. Is it um, the Halloween porn? But, it, like, I used to, <laughs> that was, like, my parents were, there you know, be were at least my, one my not- porn parody yeah. reference. My, my parents were, were pretty good about watching a lot, let watch horror generally, but especially on Halloween, so we can get around there, because it's part, you know, it flooded television, like, the TV oh, cuts yeah. of things, and watching, like, all the Friday Thirteenth on USA, mm-hmm. and, you know, or or TNT or what I think it was USA. USA, right yeah, uh, you, yeah, USA TNT and everything it all mixed in together. But yeah, of course, I used to watch like Up All Night with my mom. Like I remember watching like Monster in a Closet from Trauma, which scared the shit me as a kid because I was like five watching it. And then watch it later, I'm like, what the fuck was I scared of? Yeah. <laughs> but that's sort of the thing. It's like, 
but there's definitely more of a prevalence on television of, of, of horror then. So a lot of the stuff I watched the first time was TV cuts. Um, mm-hmm. Note to myself, a porn parody block <laughs> called Up All Night, that makes some sense. <laughs> Up All Night. Penis. Get out. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> Must we be so numbingly I, literal aside? I guess get out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even two years, but... <laughs> that could be a staple. <laughs> For some people, maybe. But no, nothing against that. Cody, I really, really mean this. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this has like totally gone off the rails. <laughs> I thought we had like a cohesive topic. And it's uh, like, it's kind of like, it's, it's a loose one. Alright. Well, uh, fix an impulse. But, but speaking of like, uh, of like maybe childhood, like remember watching more stuff, is there like anything you remember watching like as a kid that on Halloween, maybe Halloween specials, I think we started talking, I think it's the last episode last year when we talked about I didn't actually record correctly up when he talked about like oh, TV specials. I used mm. to love um, the Garfield Halloween. Yeah, that's number. That was my number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Garfield Halloween because and it, it used to creep me out. Oh too. fuck yeah, that's scary. Like, I watched scary. it last the year. Pirates? My album's like I see why you were scared. It was really <laughs> creepy. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got it. I've got all of the ho- holiday specials that Garfield did because I used to love all those, the Thanksgiving and the Christmas. Um, but the Halloween one used to really creep me out uh i've never seen it but it was like kind of freaky it was just freaky i mean again i think especially as a little kid um it was these these ghost pirates and i mean it was falling back on that trope of like was that person ever really there yeah Yeah, childhood horror is what we the tv specials from horror is what we lost last year so let's look it up oh (laughs) okay yeah if we're gonna talk Halloween TV specials. It, the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's a real staple. I, yeah. I can't believe it's not even on my fucking list because we watch that every year. That is such a staple for me. My dad loves Snoopy so much. I've seen uh. that. I know that special an absurd amount. I've, I've seen it. I'm going to say at least 50 times, at least. Mm. Wow. But uh, I was saying, like, on Garfield, though, I'm just on Garfield, like, I saw that so many times as a kid, it scared yeah. the fuck out of me every yeah. goddamn time. <laughs> no, it was And we watched really it, like, I sh- like, after last huh. year we talked to the podcast, uh, Al- you, you know, you loaned it to me, and I showed it to oh, Allison, right. yeah. and Allison's like, yeah, I can see exactly why that would do that, because it was, the, the animation was fucked up, mm-hmm. the, it was the way dark. the old guy looked, and, like, yeah. but it's funny, that's only lasts, like, four minutes of the movie. Like, the entire other last of, like, him doing this thing, and going trick-or-treating, and doing, yeah. and, like, the last, and I'm like... Did I forget this? And then like, the last five minutes hits. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's legit. Well, I have a book version of it. And it's yeah, not, I have that too. Yeah. And it, <laughs> the but it has the, the spider story. Yeah. Oh. It used yeah, to really like, book of it, yeah. creep me out when I was a little kid. Uh, this is like the first thing that pops up when you search Garfield. It's him wearing Odie's skin. That's, <laughs> that's some Texas chainsaw That is like so... Right yeah, there. thank you. It's so... Fucking that Texas Chainsaw. Is that what you want, Andy? Wow. <laughs> I made you a costume, Andy. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was a big Are You Afraid of the Dark kid. Oh, yeah. So, um, I would... I mean, that wasn't even just a Halloween thing. That was every week. I was a huge Are You Afraid of the Dark. The new episode dropped on a, on a YouTube today. I saw I haven't watched that. it. I haven't watched it, yeah. no. But I was when I was walking to Spooked earlier... Uh, before my tour, I saw that it had, and I was like, oh, I won't be able to watch that until at least tonight. Um, 
But that was uh, the and Nickelodeon would always have extra episodes of that around Halloween, and mm-hmm. so I would absolutely. And I mean, like, binge them then, or not binge yeah. them? They, they would show like five in a row. Yeah. Well, and, the, and all of their cartoons had like I loved Doug. Doug was a big, uh, and Doug had a had a Halloween episode, I think. And like everything, oh, everything, uh, like all of Doug. Right, yeah. I loved. He was. There weren't any new Dugs when I started watching because it was just in the like you were in like the Disney 40s. era, weren't you? For oh <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Doug changed them. He changed, jumped over yeah, to Disney. He yeah. jumped to Disney. Um, this is a complete weird thing, but I actually have a Polaroid I took of Doug on my t- television. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma let her play with my uh, let me play with her camera. I snapped a Polaroid of the TV. And I still have it somewhere in a box, but it's just Doug on screen. That's funny. Huh. Uh, but there was so many... I mean, I just loved the, the TV episodes, too. I still love... Holiday TV episodes are my favorite. I Like, God, help me, because the show is not great. But I love the Modern Family uh, Halloween episodes. Like, the show itself is... Well, it started out good. I think it went to shit when it ran out of jokes. Like, yeah, two. I mean, like, the, I thought the first couple seasons were, were solid, but but it kind of went downhill. But uh, I, I still look forward to the holiday episodes, the, the Halloween episodes. Cause they, I mean, like, and, you know, that kind of transitions almost into Treehouse of Horror. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. I wish I could go back and, like, watch, like, all 30 as I can go. Yeah. You can. Yeah. It's like, if I had the time. Oh. You, <laughs> adults, they, you they, they have it set up as a... Like you can buy any on Hulu as a watch thing, as a yeah. as a watch list, yeah. Because that's what I, I'll do. I'll fall asleep to that sometimes. Um, although yeah, those are, yeah, now they start the season, which is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't what? watched Simpsons in ages because it's the thing. Like it used to be funny. Now I'm sure it's fine today, but still. <laughs> no, it's I, I will say because I've stuck with it, but it it's I don't want to say it's a chore to watch, but it it's become one of those shows that the new episodes will be on in the background when I'm doing something. But uh, lousy smart weather. Yeah, it's like, like half my Simpsons quotes are from Treehouse War. Yeah, you just quoted. Those you know, are the best. Don't touch Willie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Of course, you quoted it with the Shinnin and the uh, What was the other one I thought of earlier that they end up quoting all the time? It's from a Treehouse of Horrors episode. No but. TV and no <laughs> beer make Homer something something. Comes with a good. It comes with the free froyo. <gasps> oh, that's good. That's good. The froyo <laughs> is also cursed. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> But it comes with your choice of toppings. That's good. <laughs> the toppings compa- contain... MSG or yeah. something. Can I go now? <laughs> oh, he just pushed the dolphin. So he's going to set me up for the freaking... You already said all beer and something something. Make Homer go... Nobody said something, it. Some, no TV, no beer, make Homer go something something. Go crazy! <laughs> go mad <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like... But I can't help, like, watch The Shining and just think of that, you know, because it's... But, but it's funny, like, those episodes just kind of became more of culturally significant than the actual ones then. The Simpsons is so incredibly culturally significant. Oh, yeah. But the, the oh, totally. When I finally saw Goodfellas, I was like, <laughs> holy shit! There are things I never understood before! <laughs> that Animaniacs is all about that. Oh, yeah! No, there was all the... Because I didn't see Goodfellas, so I was in my 20s. And it was like Actually, all of this pop culture yeah. suddenly yeah. made sense to me. Uh, I also love the uh, some of the South Park Halloween episodes, the Pink Eye, yeah. um, Pink Eye, and, Pink and Eye. Scary Vision, <laughs> like sort of spooky, <laughs> no, spooky, spooky Vision, vision. with the Barbara <laughs> <and> Barbara <laughs> Streisand. Those were fun. 
fucking amazing. I think that's the one that had corn in it, if I remember correctly. No, corn that was, was the Scooby Doo. That's spoof. right. Um, the spooky vision was with the goldfish. And with the, oh, yeah, and like the, the, the Cartman from the Evil Dimension, but Cartman from the Evil Dimension was really oh hi Tilly was really uh, was really nice. Yeah, that's the one that goes in like liminal time and space, right? Yeah, I think it changes like the concept of like three minutes. You yeah, know, right? yeah. It's I been forever since that one. I love the pink eye one, but I also love the one where they're at the Avengers. <gasps> yes, seen? yes, and that well because they spoofed The Shining. Yeah, Stanley boy, Stanley. <laughs> and then uh, and look, there's Iron Man, Captain America. Uh, oh. Hawkeye. And oh, Bruce, it's Honey Boo Boo. It's Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> and Bruce Valanche. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Honey Boo Boo. I'm the Hulk. Um, oh, she wants her food. That's why she came out. Uh, I thought about the she cat, was just not, being super social. Not the child that she keeps locked in her room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Not. No, the cat. The child like, that's like, locked. There are rails, and then there's off the rails, and then there's like completely outside the place that you would have normally landed off the rails. Coming back, slightly back off Thank the you. rails. Something that I used to watch a lot as a cartoon, super so watch, like made-for-TV movie that I ended up stumbling across once and found out it was a book, and... Kind of was my gateway to Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury was the Halloween tree. Ah, you guys ever seen, seen that? that? No. Yeah, it's a like ninety four, ninety five, maybe ninety three oh. animated film. Uh, it might have been theatrical. I don't know. First time I saw it was in television. Uh, that kind of you know goes through the different histories of Halloween based upon like kind of the fifties look of things because it's Ray Bradbury's continuity in the fifties and fifties outlook. Um, but I thought it was like. It's something I used to watch every year. Like, I found it by accident, and it's always, like, something we ended up finding by accident every year. <laughs> it's like, oh, it happens to be on. Um, they don't watch it on like, DVD until, like, years later. Cause, but, hey. But it's my intro, it's an intro to Ray Bradbury, because after that, I've stuck out, like, um, Something Wicked This Way Comes, and mm-hmm. everything from there, from his horror end of things. I used to do uh, both Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity were, were staple viewings around this time of year for me. Uh they were Disney uh, when they did the Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights, and uh, they were ridiculous, but also just really fun. Um, boogity, boogity, boogity. I need to They're like on Amazon Prime yeah. now, I think. They're so much fun, and uh, you know the family that moves to the New England town, and they open up a joke shop, and and they're living in the house that's. Uh, haunted by Mr. Boogity. Are sure this isn't a Goosebumps? <laughs> this was before I Goosebumps, know. Bob. That's a good Goosebumps plot. <laughs> yeah, we know where he got it from. I a lot of Goosebumps plots were Everything like, else. We every- were like 70 million of them. Yeah. So. Well. Something that's become a Halloween staple since I've seen it for the first time was Hell House LLC. At the oh, yeah. 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 That one really does a ah. job. Yeah. And I just I, watched all three of them recently. Yeah, well, because the I third see. one just came out, and so... Uh, I loved the third oh, one. Oh, I loved... I Well, the second one went off the rails for me, and I thought the third one brought it back. Yeah, the second I, one was more good. standard uh, found footage. But it's not... And the it, third one has a new story, and mm-hmm. it actually has a story, which is nice. But it, I still think the first one is the strongest. Honestly, uh, the second one feels just like a really long epilogue of the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just dislike the need to... Now let me explain everything. In the last five minutes, I'm going to give big speeches about, oh, is that what you thought what was going on? Well, really, this is what was and that, going and on. And I, as an audience member, was like, yeah, I, I figured this out like 
35 minutes ago. Yeah, but again, it your audience. If, if you have to sit there and give all that exposition, then you are not giving your audience enough credit, or you're not telling the story good enough, or both. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that they're, for me, they've become um, new must-watch. Uh, they're, they're really, really solidly done found footage. Um and the third one again. Third one's is 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 quite good. It's on. And this dropped an Am- yeah, dropped dropped an Amazon like um, Shutter like. Well, that's how I watched mine. But like about two what two weeks ago, not even that. Yeah, yeah. And I just watched it yesterday when I'm. This is the ninth we're recording this, but. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, this might be a random one, but Go it's one it. that I like to watch when I'm carving pumpkins. Event Horizon. Yeah, that's oh. an odd pick, but yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because the tradition started with my ex, uh, but I like the movie too much, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm not going to ruin this tradition just because he's a tool. Thank you. So, um, yeah, uh, it originally started because we used to carve pumpkins, and we needed movie like, we had this whole watch horror films and carve pumpkins tradition, which I keep doing, because it was a kind of a tradition for me before that. Um but it was I was looking for ones I thought he'd like, and it was one that I thought he would like, because uh, he liked Cube. Mm. So, um, and then he liked it so much we watched it every year while we were carving pumpkins. But it, I don't know. It's 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 one that's always I don't know if it's some of the visuals, but also some of the 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 sound design, some of the audio on it is just really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. chilling and and cool and weird and bloody and i like the movie mm-hmm. but i don't watch it because i think of what could have been and what got left on the cutting room floor that mm. we'll never see yeah it's gone yeah. it's just yeah. gone, yeah. It's just gone. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. but I, it's i i think i think it's an underappreciated movie oh i would agree stoutly with that and which is funny because it, it has found its cult yeah. In the last two or three years, but there has been so much abject apathy and ignorance about the movie between then and now mm-hmm. that it really feels like there ha- it, it feels like it's I don't want to say too little too late, but it, it feels like the acknowledgement that's coming from kind of the trails this movie blazed. It's not as pronounced as I think it should be amongst horror fans. Yeah. I just, I, it, it's, when, it's such a good movie. I saw it in theaters when I was a, See, a lot younger. You've got one up on me. I never saw it in a theater. And my friends and I saw it. We were like the only ones. In yeah, no, I went saw <laughs> with a bunch empty. of my with a bunch of my friends, and uh, I remember because they most of my friends didn't really like it, but I liked it. Um, and a big part of it for me is you have just such an awesome cast. Oh, fuck yes. Like, you have Sam O'Neill, you have... Uh, or Sam Bailey. Sam Neill. I did it forever, Sam too. Oh, why? Why do I keep doing that? Yeah. I do Sam it, too. Sam Neill. <laughs> Sam Neill. Uh, you have Lawrence Fishburne. You've got... Uh, Kathleen Quinlan. Yeah. Never go on a trip with her. After that, no. uh, you, was it U-Turn she's in? U-Turn, but, yeah. Uh, Jason Isaacs, too. Uh, shit, but she's also in Hills of Eyes. And there's yeah. like two other movies she's in where people go on a trip and they never come back. But, yeah, Jason Isaacs. And yeah. an early role for him because before he was Malfoy, you know. 
Well, to be fair, he was you doing know, it forever. But he was, he was, well, he was being well British. Known. Yeah, he was being a British actor before that. <laughs> yeah, so the, the it bad guy in the, the the Patriot. It, it, it wasn't a new role for everybody. Yeah. He existed long before Harry before Potter. Before Americans find out about him, bought cheerio, golfing queen. I I just I I have a thing when people are like, oh yeah, they became big when they did this movie. No, they were a thing before that. Yeah, but we became more well known. But yeah, no yeah. one cares what happens across the Atlantic, Kim. Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, for me, that's one of my kind of like weirder ones that I need to view each year, but I need to view it each year. In fact, I have it on blue right now for that very reason. So there. It got real quiet. I mean, yeah, quiet so I can jump in, but go ahead. I'll go ahead and throw something in, I guess. Fuck. Okay. I had it and I lost it. Right. And it list. turns out it's actually Night of the Living Dead. No, oh, no, yeah. that. Classic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, I think we've talked about it ad nauseum on this As podcast. Everyone it's has fucking great. forever. Mm-hmm. It's Night of the Living Dead. What the I fuck mean, do you want me to say? There's a reason the classics are the classics, too, you know? Yeah. It's a, that's a, a yeah, and since it's in the public domain, every channel plays it. It was oh, back yeah. when, like, well, I know I, Kim still has cable, but back when cable was a normal thing. Because Kim <laughs> likes cable, because she's old. They're coming to get oh. you, Barbara. <laughs> I, ironically enough, the first time I saw The Night of the Living Dead was on our local PBS station. Yeah, PBS used to run it a lot. Because, yeah, um, pre, and I'm aging <clears throat> aging myself hideously, pre-home video, oh, yeah. the only place you could see kind of left-of-center independent American movies, including Night of the Living Dead, and like silent films and a lot of kind of like cinema masterpieces, the only place you could see that on TV was PBS. And so, yeah, KCTS Nine was responsible for me seeing *Night of the Living Dead*, uh, the nineteen forty-eight *Hamlet*, starring Laurence Olivier, um, *The Virgin Spring*, Ingmar Berg- Bergman's film, which then she became ended, *Last yeah. House on the Left*. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Wait, became *Last House on the Left*. Remade as yes, yeah. *Last House on the Left* is basically a bloodied up. And very sleazy exploitation version of Ingmar Bergman's *The Virgin Spring*, which is a 1965 film. It's it's Rashomon for Swedish cinema, the way that like I don't know, uh, *I Spit on Your Grave* is like 70s exploitation Rashomon, if that makes sense. Part of your it's funny when you talk about that's fair. For a moment but during this your is intro, like totally, I'm like massively wandering off topic because about the opposite thing in the world for me for a comfort film would be I spend your <laughs> great hey, different strokes. Uh, but no, it's funny. The thing uh, anytime uh, Tony gets very scared at night, he just puts on I spit on your grave and it lulls him to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but when you started to say, it's kind of ironic that I for reason I thought you were about to say that you hadn't seen like Lily Dead. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I I thought you missed so too, like, and I was you interviewed like... Russ and Judith at Crypticon like two years ago <laughs> without <laughs> seeing the movie. Uh, you just it. It's, so it's, you guys were it's all shit, right? it's all public consciousness at this point. You no, like I haven't seen Big, but I can tell you everything that happens in Big. Especially that Night of the Living Dead. But like somehow this like okay. having this like huge Yo, so, yes, Night of the Living Dead, a wonderful kind of Halloween staple film. Correct. And uh, so the next 
another thing that I do watch every year uh, that actually I watched in September this year, kind of like I watched The Shining in September this year because mm-hmm. of it playing out, uh, was the, the Addams Family. It's something else mm-hmm. that I watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Every, it's funny enough, mm-hmm. I normally watch it during the summer-ish, but it still feels Halloween-y because uh, it still has that feeling. It hasn't come yeah. out yet, Bob. Yeah, well, we're seeing the new one tomorrow. Uh, well, by the time it comes out, it'll be a couple days old. Uh, You're this seeing we watch, it. Yeah, that's when we watch uh, Adam's Family Reunion every year. No, I'm fucking kidding you. Okay. <laughs> 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 the Curry, which, actually, I admit, I watched last night and is gigantic piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole different thing. But Adam's Family, Adam's Family, uh, Adam's Family Values. We tend to watch Values around Thanksgiving, even though it does take place in the summer. It's yeah, Thanksgiving but it, bit. it has the, it's got the whole Thanksgiving bit, which yeah, makes it exactly. feel like. It says, but it's people put it as a Thanksgiving movie. It's like, but it's really it's, it's a summer camp. It's a summer camp. Uh, so we end up watching like one in October, one in November. So we tend to do this year. We watch. Uh, we're gonna still wait. Um, values to last year, but we did watch the first one again on like September thirtieth. But uh, but that's a, it's a, yeah. That's 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 something I also feel of, like if we're in a really shitty day and like things go off, that's an easy movie to put on both that and values. Because they're so much fun and they're so well written, so well performed. Uh, they're they, you know they're mood lighteners just generally mm-hmm. across the board, whether it's Halloween or not. Um, so yeah, now we get the new one coming out, which we'll see how it turns out. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have my review up. But so I used to be obsessed with this, and now I have to watch it on YouTube because they don't air it anymore. Um, Bravo every year used to run their 100 Scariest Movie Moments. Yeah! I remember that, yeah. I and the, love They published it like a book version remember mm-hmm. watching it. And yeah. I was like obsessed with watching it. And they did the follow-up at one point. They did like, what was it? There was like two follow-ups, I think. Yeah, they did like two follow-ups of like 20 or 25 apiece. Yeah, and... Uh, Things you they, people bitched that we didn't mention. <laughs> <laughs> they Well, and some of it was newer things that, that had come out since they had, had done it. Because they didn't look like that it was. It in, was my first experience with some of those movies. It was. It was before that because I used to watch it in high school, and not to date myself, but that was before two thousand four. Um, but because I, I used to watch it on TV in high school, but it, they aired it every year, and at some point they stopped, and I kept waiting for them to put it out on DVD or, or streaming somewhere. It's not, but it's Probably on. Because like rights issues. Or the whole thing is imagine, on yeah. YouTube. Oh. And it's never been taken down because it's been on YouTube now for years because I watch it now every year. And one of the things that's nice about having cable, this is one of the ways, you know, I'm a little bit more old school. I am not a person that likes to watch things on my laptop. Uh, it it is, yeah, me neither. I, it was 2004. Uh-huh. Again, it, that's the internet. fucking old school is what it is. Look at that, Kim. We just made you uh, younger. Wow. Yeah, quite, I swear I was in high school. Wikipedia, uh, October 26, 2004. Yeah, that was my first experience with some movies. Like, I never even wow. knew what the fuck Reanimator was. And then I see um, the dude's head getting put between um, Barbara Crampton's legs. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> A visual pun, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but, uh, wow. Why do I think I saw it in high school? Yeah. I guess I would have been in college yeah so, 2004 so yeah yeah no i was in college in 2004 we're talking no, reanimator no i right. wasn't no, i was talking about the bravo anymore. 100 oh um, 100 moment. scariest moment i was just yeah. out of well, there are other there are similar programs that were out maybe this kind no of no no it was this my, it was yeah. this my favorite thing is they put charlie on the chocolate factory on the list they did. well because the whole idea <laughs> no was that it was the scariest movie moments they didn't there was because wizard of oz is on the exactly first is on the list now, that movie made me love horror uh watch other well that made me want and love watching other people get scared in first grade we watched uh wizard of oz and 
I got a little freaked out at the witch, but everyone else did, and that was fun watching them get freaked out. That's how we realized I like watching other people get scared. <laughs> um, but no, uh, you can you can watch it on YouTube. So if, oh, if, fuck. if it's one of the things you've missed, if it's been missing in your life, because I got real bummed when they stopped airing it. It was something I used to look forward to. I haven't seen it in years, and now I have to go online. To watch it's on it. YouTube. It's on YouTube. I still think it's bullshit. That spoilers. They chose True. Jaws as number one. Yeah. Top ten, I'll give it. Was it the dude's head coming out of the, the boat? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think it was the opening scene. I think it's the yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's, that's tone, but I want to call it scary. Okay. Well, maybe it's jump scare. Too. We, also, we also have a yeah. skewed version of what's scary and what's not. I still say, like, and of course it's been, it's a whole different set of topics, but the, the I don't know, but is it on the list, because I haven't seen the show in forever, of the blood test and the thing? That's, yes. That gets me every uh, fucking time. Yes. Um, the th- That's probably the scariest movie moment for me, personally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I let's see here. Let me. I'll find where it is. I remember. I thought it was on the... Yeah, it's number 48. Okay. <laughs> um, I think the thing is, let's show what moment it'd be. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Aliens, number two, Exorcist, number three, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw, Shining. The, the standards. Your standards. Wait until dark, though. Which no, I still yeah. haven't seen. Oh, that's amazing. I really want it's it. a no, great I, movie. I, I, I was thinking the other day I wanted to rewatch that. I think I'm going to hit it for 100 days this year. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting because it, it is one of those movies that feels more horror adjacent than mm. horror. Mm-hmm. But it's a really, I mean, you know, you've got an Oscar nominated performance at the center of it in Audrey Hepburn, but it is a very interesting example of the transition between. Like kind of like the more elegant '60s Hitchcockian style thrillers, and the more kind of full throttle atmosphere that would pervade the '70s. It's a well, very interesting. Yeah, I also think amazing as well. you have. Oh yeah. I mean, because I know I know enough about it. I mean, I've seen hundred scariest movie moments, so I've seen the scariest moment of it. Um, <laughs> but this idea of 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 being. Not just a woman living by herself, but a, a blind, blind woman living by yeah. herself. That. I think is really interesting to, and it goes back to the the we've always lived in the cast a little bit. That there is some being a woman has this horrible side to it. Be it being you know, and, and we've always lived in the castle, having have being abused, um, being abused sometimes within your own family, uh, being uh, preyed upon. Um, and being subjected to things. Like, I think that it's a different kind of horror, but it is horror. Absolutely. Uh, and so it's... it's it, it, Well, I think we got into this a little bit on in the, the, the 100 Days of Horror discussion group, too, because somebody had questioned a certain movie whether or not it was horror. And it's something I get into with my friends. Horror doesn't mean blood and gore. It's a, yeah, Baby Jane, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, oh my god, how can, I don't understand how you could question that movie being a horror very film. much a horror movie. Think after all these years, we could have been friends. We could have been friends. That I moment, don't know why I gave her that accent. But, but, <laughs> but that moment broke my heart, too, because, like, there's something just utterly sad and horrifying about... The uh, the mental illness, the, the their relationship, the way they both have been horrible to each other yeah, in yeah. very different ways. A there, it, it's a wonderful microcosm of the dysfunctionality between siblings. Yeah. Like, completely and totally. 
Uh, but it's 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 interesting to me. Like I had I had a friend text me the other day and ask me, "Is Silence of the Lamb a horror film?" Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, and he wasn't trying to be. I mean, it won an Oscar, so no. He wasn't trying to be like thriller, <laughs> Bob. He wasn't trying to be snatchy about it. He he actually wanted to know my opinion. And I listed out all the reasons, you know, part of it being things like they're making a woman suit <laughs> and also the cannibalism and the, I mean, the scene in the jail. And I was like, yes, it's 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 a, a, a horror film. Um, but it's it's interesting to me how often I have to have conversations like that with people who say, well, is this really a horror film? And it, it comes back around to this idea of what Tony's makes a horror. I was gonna say, oh, yeah, 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 there's plenty, Tony, so don't worry. I got a whole other six-pack of it. So, Tony is drinking all of my pumpkin beer. It is, it is okay. my sworn mission It's okay. consume as much of your pumpkin beer. I have a lot so of pumpkin thank beer. thank you, miss. My, God bless my parents. I love and adore them, and they are amazing humans. But you have to be really careful if you say you like something, because you will end up with, like, a case of it. I, I do really like this Elysian Night it's Owl good. Ale. It but is like, very good. But, like, I'm one human, and I can't drink a lot of the, the massive amounts of quantities of cider and beer I sometimes receive. Well, so. I am glad to help you take one. Or mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to take one for the team, so thank it's you very much for shared. that. It's meant to be shared. Brilliant. Um, Are we still talking about Halloween staples at this point? Yeah, it's it's circles, circles back. Do you have one you want to throw out there? Yeah, I still got a couple things on my list to go through. I think I do. All right. Let me Bring check it. my. Let me Bring check it. my. So pretty damn big one. Let's have got two. Yeah, but I'm kind of holding off. Oh on. <laughs> no, this isn't a big one. But this is like the. It's pretty random. But then I think you guys can relate to how, for some reason, at random, you can lock on to something that may not be ostensibly Halloween themed but it's something that in October it just feels perfect to watch and for me mm-hmm. one of my favorite Halloween staples is a film by Paul Nash or a film starring Paul Nashy um, it is called Horror Rises from the Tomb mm-hmm. and it is a Spanish horror movie that is a wonderful cross between like the most rickety and goofy and completely implausible old school schlock horror movie and something that is in immensely like gothic and atmospheric. It is like the weirdest contradiction in terms of its tone. One minute it is absolutely batshit absurd hilarious, and then the next minute there is some swatch of like visual atmospherics that will draw you in. Um, Paul Nash, he was, you know, for the uninitiated, he was kind of the Lon Chaney Jr. of Spanish cinema. He was the first guy in Spain during General Franco's fascist regime who was actually making horror films. And this is one that he did in 1972 uh, in which he plays a satanic count who is beheaded and then at one point his disembodied head comes back to life (laughs) to uh, help engender all sorts of anarchy and chaos amongst the non- disembodied head portion of the populace in this kind of Spanish village. Um, But it's uh, in its own strange way it feels like quintessential Halloween because it's equal parts like genuine spooky atmospherics and then by contrast you have like some of the most absolutely absurdly cheesy kind of executions of visuals that you could possibly imagine and it's just 
an enormous amount of fun, and God help me, I have seen it in October more than practically any other movie. And I just, I just want to share the joy of it to other hardcore horror fans. I really just, need to get more into Nashi. I've only seen like one of his films. I'm like, I, I gotta get nasty and Nashi, man. <laughs> yeah, I, this guy is like one of those. He's one of those people that is the home video revolution is kind of really legit. Well, maybe not legitimized, but it has made more visible a lot of the films that he did. Because Shout Factor has a couple collections of Paul absolutely. So yeah, and actually, Horror Rises from the Tomb, I think, is on Volume One. Probably, it's one of yeah. the more famous ones. It, it is definitely one of the more famous ones, and it's also, again, one of the more wild ones. And again, for me, in some weird way, it captures the spirit of Halloween with more fidelity than a lot of other kind of, quote, traditional Halloween films, unquote. And Franco is still dead. I'm Tippy Chase, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob, what's your big bomb? You got a bomb on Well, this is, this is weird because it's one of those things that it gets incredibly popular around Halloween. Uh-huh. Uh, that if you, know, if, if you know me, you know what movie this is probably eventually coming to. But because there's so many shows related to it. Could, you, could you take a jump to the left? Yes. Maybe yeah. even and a step, maybe a step to the right. To, but that's really getting close to the Republicans. So that's kind of weird. Oh. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the um, which one of the callbacks for that? Is like, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm too busy pelvic thrusting. Yes, we know, we <laughs> know. God damn it. Jesus well, and that can really drive you, you insane. Stop. Yes. Uh, as we do the time warp again and again and again, because October for Rocky Horror is <laughs> just a show every three days. Uh, in new locations that you haven't worked at before with people you don't know if they're going to be into the show or not. And then you get Halloween, which is an absolute shit show because you get everything everywhere, no space to put anything. So okay, rock, So it's weird that in Hallo- for Halloween, Rocky Horror is both reinvigorating because it's like so many crowds and so much fun. Pretty like maybe the doldrums of like March where it's like half a crowd. Uh, you know you're going to sell out your shows, but also it's going to be so many shows and so much variables that you don't normally have that it makes things kind of like, oh, come on. It's filling yeah. me with anticipation. <laughs> no, the it's filling you with anticipation. Thank you. Yeah. But, I mean, Rocky, Rocky <laughs> is, is, related, is related to Halloween. Hey, so yeah, people, brother, we're, from Iraq. Dude, we are such go out. theater dorks. That just makes me Woo! so happy inside. That, that, it kind of, before I, I left a couple years ago, that was my October. Is simply Rocky Horror. It's like, oh, what horror films do you watch? I watched Rocky Horror about 25 <laughs> times. Because <laughs> I did it. Because <laughs> I was at a show, and then at a show, and then at a show. Uh, <laughs> but then again, that's also like how we say for many other people in that way. Mm-hmm. It's also, yeah, it's always a bigger show, always a show that's that. And like, it's always been fun, and then like special shows, like... When I was at VTC, the Seattle cast, our first show at SIF was on Halloween. Um, or we did a, uh, a SIF special show during, during the festival, and a few months later we came back on Halloween for our first regular show there. Because uh, that's where it started. Eventually came all the way back around. Um, back when SIF had the uh, Neptune at that point, back in the uh, 40, 40 uh, years uh, ago. Uh, uh, but this case is the Egyptian. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a tiring thing, but also... It's nice to see that many people who would have don't know India what the fuck's going on about yeah. to go on. Well, what's funny for me is that I've seen the stage show. Like, I've seen the yeah. show live multiple times. I've That's seen I. the stage show. And I've seen the movie. I've never seen a shadow cast before. Jeez, um, I know Cody had it. Now you haven't too? Jeez. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I've seen the movie. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen it 
done live many times. Well, at least I don't have to feel as bad now. Kim's in my boat with no, me. Well, we'll go in like December to the Blue Mouse and check it out. Or BGC. I, or I, I think like I used yeah, to yeah, see the probably. stage show because, well, again, I knew people who were doing it as, because it was it ri- originated yeah, as a stage show. Yeah, 1973. So the, seeing the shadow cast wasn't ever something that ever like appealed to me because I'm like, well, I'll just go see it live live. So I think there's still a part of me that doesn't fully... You get don't get it, it until you've seen it with a good cast. Yeah. There's some people who are like, oh, I didn't get it until I saw it with a better cast. You know, because there's good cast. Bad. Sometimes you have good cast of bad nights. But um, talking about like talking about weird facts because I know how much you love random facts coming out. Um, Vincent Price was at the very first show of Rocky Horror back oh, in nineteen wow. back in uh, back in nineteen seventy three, um, and his word of mouth really kept it alive for the first like week of sellout shows, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then. Uh, Mick Jagger was supposed to come to the closing night of the first run, uh, but they had to cancel it because Raynard Burton, who played um, played Rocky, decided to put some glitter on his crotch and Ooh. ended up having a piece of glitter go up. Oh, no. Go. oh no! Oh no! No! Sold up in the bad way. No. And they had to cancel the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but Vincent Price was 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 very responsible with helping Rocky Horror get out there because uh, he happened to be in London the the first night at the at uh, the theater, which. Uh, well, this was when it was a stage show? Or 1973, okay. yeah. Because yeah. it was bombed out when it came out as a movie. Right? Yeah, Literally. yeah, yeah. Um, and then took Night Living Dead, actually, was to help reinvigorate it. Because um, uh, Lou Adler, like, he saw that fail, but then mm-hmm. he was somewhere, and he saw that Night Living Dead was playing at Midnight Circuit. He's like, wait, this movie's making some money? Hmm. <laughs> this uh, is a thing and then, I can like, so, Yeah, it came and went pretty quickly in October in September, gone before Halloween. April first, two thousand of uh, nineteen seventy six. He puts it back in the theaters, mm-hmm. in theaters that were playing *The Living Dead* as a replacement. Given to theaters and in Houston and New York, and then took off a second time from there. So *The Living Dead* was responsible for keeping Rocky Horror alive, and Vincent Price is responsible for getting Rocky Horror out there the first time around. Mm-hmm. Of course, that Vincent Price thing I've read in a couple places, but it could be could be anecdotal. But that's what I've read. And as someone who did Rocky Horror for eighteen years, I would hope I'm right, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. <laughs> Um. Yeah. But as I said on the uh, hunt, you know, our five most influential movies. That's mm-hmm. a very important mm-hmm. movie to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, and Halloween is like the big time that comes back and people remember it exists. <laughs> Outside the weirdos who go every every week, like and these, theater geeks. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh yeah, because they're. Uh, I always say, kind of. I'm glad people watch more horror movies in October, but I really hate when people are like, you watch horror films when it's in April. What the fuck's wrong with you? And there's a, then again, you know, sometimes I watch the Christmas movies in April if it comes around my list. But. Oh, man. <laughs> I have to say, I usually hit a point during 100 Days of Horror, and I haven't hit it this year, which is interesting to me, uh, where I need to do, like, a, a viewing of Elf or something <laughs> to just, like... But I, I have to say, I've seen... I've been pretty content with a lot of what I've watched this year. I don't... I feel like I've watched definitely some duds. But I, I don't feel quite AKA like... the row. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, it feels like... I mean, I've been following your posts yeah. on 100 Days of Horror, and it feels like there are far fewer outright, this is terrible, exhortations than there have been in years past. Yeah. Is that... Uh, it sounds like that I think in this year particularly, we have so many people doing it. I think there seems to be more people this year. Oh, than yeah, there, there is more people this oh, year. Um, and so, like... 
more so, like, and of course, I've never followed through. I've never made it the last couple years. <laughs> now I have seven movies to go. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm almost there. Um, I stopped watching horror movies until like before Halloween. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Or ones I haven't seen. Um, so I can finish on Halloween. But, uh, but you know, this year, I think, thanks to being part of City of Geek, not, not saying that Horror Honeys didn't have that, but this year it went, it went from, like, what, 125 members to, like, 200? No, we already okay, have. Okay, we had hundreds. I, Bob, I built this house. I know. Don't so, take credit for it my like house. More, I built it this house. It seems like there's more people um, hosting yes. this year. At least uh, than there's there's more people doing it. Yeah, but that's part what I mean. of that isn't because of City of Geek. Part of it's, that is because people who follow me on yeah. Twitter. Actually, yeah. Oh, I bad. wanted to take credit for it. I will fight you on this because this is a house I have constructed. Just to note, I purposely came up for that. He did because he knows how to I was goading her. He knows how to get. No. Um, well, and the thing is, is that I started this before I participated with Horror Honeys. The reason I got into Horror Honeys is because I was writing about this. But um, this was never a thing that people generally did a whole lot of participation with. I started the Facebook group last year. More people did it. And then a bunch of people were doing it on Twitter mm-hmm. who didn't realize I had a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that was how that transition yeah. started. Um, and more of our Crypticon people started doing oh, yeah, it, this, yeah. too. Yeah, this was like Robin and Ryan. Ryan yeah, and yeah. And I've been talking about it at Crypticon. Um, I'll but, be honest. I didn't fucking think I was going to do it. And now yeah. I'm 23 movies away. And I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I will say one of the nice things about so many people doing it is that there's been some movies I've been looking at being like, oh, maybe I'll watch this. And someone else will watch it. And I'll be like, nope, never <laughs> Uh, like whatever that shit Jay Walker finds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit, man. But well, Brian takes a lot for the team too. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it gives me an idea of to whether or not I'm like this movie's gonna piss me off if I try to watch it. But I I've been making an effort to I've been trying to hit some of the classics I haven't seen and a little bit more of an effort than I sometimes make. Um, yeah, and I've noticed a lot of also kind of well, been, those sort of foundation horror yeah. films like, showing up on your feed. I watch the bad shit too. Yeah, you just fucking. Oh, these two. I yeah, I a joke to you, Bob? <laughs> yes. Do yeah. I make, do I amuse you? More more Goodfellas and more Goading. <laughs> but, you go uh, than me, Colin Robinson. No, I feel like I've, I've been, I feel like this year there's probably more I've liked than I haven't liked. And, and so it hasn't felt like as much of a, I don't want to say a chore, but um, I've also stayed a lot more consistently on top of it. Uh, I haven't banked as many movies. Like, I'd have periods where I'd be banking, you know, four days worth of movies. So I, like, well, like what Bob's doing. So you can keep caught up, basically. But yeah. I've, I've been doing a lot more of just, like, a movie a day. And I have to say, it's a lot less stressful to do just a movie a day. Um, and I'm enjoying myself more because I'm not trying to just, I have to get all these movies. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm watching you're a movie. You're not thinking about the quota. You're just yeah. like enjoying the movie. I'm enjoying yeah. the movies. Yeah, the, the, the system I have set up to watch movies just generally ends up like just putting a bunch of horror in like one go. Because yeah. if I watch one of my one of my things from my, my shelf, I'll watch one new one from this year and then one I haven't seen with Shutter. This is a cycle I do. Just keep things moving. So that's like, boom, three in a row. Boom, 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 and then... I mean, uh, some of it for me is... Yeah. is I guess up the I library, don't have quite as know. much free time as Bob does. Yeah. Um, I a lot of time at home. I know. I'm always impressed with everything. Your lists and everything else, because God knows, I feel like I never have time yeah. to assemble that Dude, kind same. of... Like, I mean, I'm working 60-hour weeks here on my fucking overtime, and Bob's just like, 
Look at all. I still work forty hours a week, just in different ways. You just like manage your watch, time more effectively than some of us. I like to watch movies and write about them because I'm can actually stick <laughs> to writing and not just fall asleep eating Popeyes on the couch because I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat Popeyes on the couch. I eat Popeyes in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. But you comes all over your goddamn bed, boy. Yeah, no, I do an house inside. <laughs> she doesn't listen to podcasts, does she? No, she <laughs> but uh, She's uh, like, when did you get the Popeyes? You don't have one in Seattle. <laughs> but one of the, I mean, what's become a tradition for me now is 100 Days of Horror. Yeah. That's become, this is my, shit, six, six, seven, oh. six or seven, wait. 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, the horrors 18, must have seen literally. Uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wait. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wait. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wait. <laughs> no, he still hasn't. Uh, he's still twenty no, away. No, 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 seventeen. By that point, at that point, he's senile and watching the Beyond every day, and it's nude him every day. So if you was the Beyond over and over, and over, and over again, every day is a horror. The Beyond. That was hundred days of the Beyond. The Beyond. Twenty fourteen. I started in twenty fourteen. So I'm Tony's. Um, so this like is your sixth. Caregiver, so all we do is just sit on our couch in the abandoned Macy's that we live in and watch the Beyond. <laughs> the one downtown after it closes in, in, in uh, February. Oh my god. And you just like either tell each other the plot of the Beyond over and over again. <laughs> what the fuck even is this podcast? I love it. <laughs> Bob's acting out Rocky Horror again. <laughs> It's a new Shadowcast every day. It's funny. Like me. I feel like if he, if he starts hearing the music, he starts doing the movements. And it does happen. Like I'll, it does. It comes, like, I, I, uh, I listened to the soundtrack again before we came up to do the uh, influential movies, and it's all coming back. Uh, all right. So it's uh, kind of going here and there everywhere. So we've talked all about movies. Is there any particular thing you like to read uh, around this time? But reading's for losers, man. I don't read no books. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. In this case, uh, the thing that I wanted to bring up in case of when it comes to reading isn't actually a book, but a website. Uh, every year, every year, Jezebel has uh, oh, real yeah. horror stories. It's, yeah. it's essentially like the Reddit Those slash paranormal, but oh, people will post their their stories, and some of them are obviously so fucking fake, and somehow some obviously fake ones win, like the Japanese dresser from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of them are really good because people will only tell these stories at the, in this situation of their creepy things from the past, things they experienced. Some of them are a lot of like just people you don't want to come across who are real and not supernatural. But some of the scariest shit I read every year might be from these people's real or embellished in some way stories. You know, I think I read one of those one year where a guy was driving down like fucking I-80 in Nevada at like 10 o'clock at night and he sees this lady on the side of the road and he goes and she's like completely fucking dead. Like in the, she's almost in the road. And he slows down. Wait, that was one of those couple years I remember now. Yeah. yeah, and he like can see her breathing. Mm-hmm. So he just drives past because he he thinks that there's something wrong there. And as he's driving away, he sees all these people come in <gasps> from the like fr- from like a ditch or something. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, there's a couple. Oh, there's uh, there's a lot of things that are be, that would be on like Reddit. Not that's not meat, which is a whole thread about a whole uh, subreddit about people like 
the the person that you meet in the woods, if you run into them in the woods, next to they're wearing your, your feet as socks, that type of person. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, that was one of the stories that someone posted. Uh, it's like, yeah, I get the weird... Like, and funny, the same thing, weird, similar thing happened to my, friend, uh, my friends and I about, I don't know, 15 years ago. We were driving on Highway 17 outside of Seattle. Not Seattle, outside of um, Charleston uh, to get from one town to the next. And we came across a burning car in the road. We started to pull over and, like, seems kind of weird. Like, there's, like, no one around it. Like, but it doesn't look like there's anyone inside. So, like, we just kept driving. And uh, this kind of felt like a trap. It felt like, uh, and then we read about later, like uh, like someone, like a couple people vanishing on the road. Like, I wonder if it has something to do with that. Mm. Uh, of like, you know, you get there. So they called the, um, so of course, we just called the police instead and had them come out. Yeah. Uh, rather than like, but we just get the wheelie, because we stopped originally. And like, this is way too quiet. Mm-hmm. And we just took off. But for, but the Jezebel stories every year will have that type of stories along with real haunting stuff and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's always something I like to read. That and Neil Gaiman's um, Smoke and Mirrors I used to read every year. Now I haven't done it in a while. I used to, used to buy it, read it, and then give the copy to somebody because it's one of my favorite books. I haven't done that in like a couple years because I kind of ran out of people even though I have three of you sitting in front of me. But, <laughs> but I kind of like just kind of got tired of doing that for a while. But And everyone just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> because some of us are illiterate mongoloids. Doesn't have to be. Don't do a lot of Halloween reading. I, I Fuck, t- I don't do any. Uh, you know, like if it's not reading news and shit on the internet, it's like I haven't read a book in a year. Last book I read was Lovecraft Country. Not because I don't want to read. I actually do want to read. Just shoved at you and said, "Read this." Fucking <laughs> time he did, and then I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna read it," and I read it. I mean, I, I so much of what I read. Not just around Halloween, but 365 days a year is true crime, um, because that's. Yeah, I'm looking around and seeing that piles of it everywhere. Well, know. I mean, pile on the couch by Green River. Killer. Because I'm <laughs> prepping for my lecture on you know this week it's the Green River Killer and it's uh, Robert Lee Yates Jr. and it's Jake Bird. So ah. um, last week it was Mia Zapata's murder, the Wami massacre. Uh, uh, when when part of your job involves talking about murders and and crimes, um, you know you read you read books on that shit. But uh, I will say uh, this time of year I do pull out my my scary stories to tell in the dark yeah, books, right. um, and I I do kind of delight in being able to reread some of those stories. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I do enjoy. I love reading the Jezebel stuff because it it is genuinely creepy. Sorry. Uh, I also like some of the you know grunge and cracked and some of those that do more horror geared stuff. Uh, I used to really dig Snopes around this time of year. Would always have some kind of fun. Yeah. Urban legendy kind of things. I, they I started out as urban legendy. Now they just do like political facts. Now stuff, they do a lot of political facts stuff. But I people sharing stupid shit. <laughs> I was a big fan of it back when they really focused on urban legends because I yeah, love urban legends. Yeah, I started reading that site when it's new and like it was all urban legends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It used to be hey urban legends. Now it's like does Hillary Clinton run a satanic uh, pizza ring? And at the bottom it says a general a normal like statement of. Of a uh, content label satire or something like that, like this yeah. kind of boy, like this is satire. This where's gonna say, it. But, and no, it, but no, it's just it's just funny because I, I don't, I like the lists. I like the I like reading about urban legends. I mean, it's one of the reasons I didn't talk about it. But Candyman is a, a, a Halloween staple for me. Um, but uh, Candyman, Candyman. I don't know if I have any specific books related to Halloween I read other than 
I like to go more spooky content. But I'm also, I mean, I think we all are. I'm a spooky content yeah. year-round person. So it, I think a lot of what I look at now, the same that I look at Christmas, is, is things that are more nostalgia factor, which, mm. hence the, the scary stories. And most, yeah. of, most of our list is, like, nostalgia stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Again, like, when it comes to reading stuff and, like, this time, and, like, I tend to only pick horror stuff from a shelf at this point. Rather, it's not the same thing again, right. besides Smoke and Mirrors, which is only a half horror, half sci-fi, bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I, just, I limit myself to horror in October, for the most part. And it's... Um, I mean, I I also, I don't read, I don't get to read for, like, true pleasure anywhere near as much as I want to. Like, I I enjoy reading true crime books, and and sometimes they are for pleasure, but a lot of what I'm reading is research. And so, like, I'm reading a book on the Green River Killer, it's, again, to prep for my lecture, um... And, and the real horror stuff is always... That's the stuff that also I find scarier in general. Um, I'm a homicidal maniac. Look like everyone else. That too. Uh, you all be real scared when the Reliant hits. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm scared for a different reason. Uh, is there... What have we not hit on people's list that they would like to share? I mean, Friday the 13th, Nightmare, yeah. 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 Leprechaun. My friend Brian and I, like, uh, on Hall- around this time, and, and, and uh, at, at Halloween time, we'd, this October, we'd watch all the staples. You know, all, of course, the horror staples generally, not just, you know. I will say, I am disappointed that I remember when Fear Fest used to be virtually all month long. Now it's like 10 days. And now it's, if it's 10 days, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's such a tiny amount of time. And that, for me, growing up, maybe that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about high school. I was watching Fear Fest. Um, but it was a chance to see some movies I didn't always get to see during the year. And it was a chance to maybe discover something new. And it's sad to me now that Fear Fest has become this much... Like, I used to just leave it on 24-7. Um, I have some very vivid memories of falling asleep to it a few too many times and having some kind of righteous dreams. Yeah, that is so bad for your TV. Leaving it on. Especially cathode ray TV. Yeah. Uh, now, it's funny, until you guys mentioned it, I didn't even think about the fact that at the same time when Fear Fest is going on, a couple other channels would play their like month-long horror stuff. Mm-hmm. I... Back when, back in the day, when those of us who were older, uh, so fuck you, Cody, used to tape stuff off the of VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- yes, I would actually yes. time everything. Like I had a list, mm-hmm. and because uh, we a had chance uh, to catch it on of TV, catch, uh, of yeah. catch it, like stuff that I wouldn't that I didn't already own or hadn't mm-hmm. seen. Like you know, something on two o'clock in the morning is like just put it on there and you time it, and then it's on there, and then you watch it later. But that's how I collected a lot of my taped off VHS. Yeah, that yeah. taped onto VHS time was was uh, programming it from AMC at the time or. Wherever else I have it. Um, are there other things on... Tony, do you have things on your list you haven't gotten to share? You know, it's interesting. Amazingly enough, a lot of those were covered in our five movies that made us. Yeah. You know, I, I really found myself... I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. One of my staples during October is... Phantasm, which mm. of course I blather on about. It'll be a Friday Night Frights next week. doing Friday Night Frights on Phantasm. Yes, I know, and I'm looking forward to going. If I wasn't in Columbus, Ohio, I'd be there. But, you <laughs> but yeah, so I'll be, I'll be at the one. screening of my horror. Yeah. Film. <gasps> oh my gosh. The 18th. That's when we do our, our. I'm hoping, Steve, if you're listening, I'm hoping we're gonna get one of our our shorts in at Bone Bat. So. Mm-hmm. Ah. 
<laughs> Fingers crossed. But if you're in the Seattle area on what's what day is it playing at at SIF? On October twenty third. Is oh, the sorry, is the films that uh, Kim directed and I slate <laughs> hit for? Yeah, I will say we were we were finishing some editing earlier and it was a scene where you had written something for the scene description and I was like, who the fuck wrote that? Bob. Michael just went, it was Bob and you know it. Yeah. If it's weird or a joke or can't yeah. read it, it's Bob. Yeah, me. it was it was Bob. Um, <laughs> or how I yeah I kept respelling your name, putting in. But anyway, it was a fair point. But uh, anyway. yeah, at some point in time, Michael and I gave up on using that as any sort of valuable Sorry. resource. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, this year I knew the scripts pretty well, but yeah. I didn't need to rely on the, the markers. It was more important last year when we were improving the horror film. Never. But anyway, yes. Anyway, uh, so I didn't, we did we mentioned it briefly in joking about hot topic, but we do watch Night Night, uh, Night Before mm. Christmas yearly. Mm-hmm. For me, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm in yeah. that camp too. I save it we kind of bounce back and forth, yeah. but mm-hmm. look, he kidnaps and like Santa Claus. You know, for a long time I used to watch it on like Thanksgiving, kind of right in the middle. <laughs> kind of a halfway it's, point. It's, but I do relate it to Halloween, and like uh, they used to play it around Halloween uh, for a couple of years in theaters with a the 3D cut. Um, so it's kind of linked in that way. I do really like that movie. You know, it's it's one that, unlike Hocus Pocus, I get the hype <laughs> behind. <laughs> I am stoked uh, to see Alien in theater next week. I'm gonna go see that in theaters. Um, the day this comes out, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I. I it's playing for like a week though. Yeah. yeah I have a, a list of movies that I would like to that I would like to see in theaters on the big screen, and uh, I got to see Shining, uh, and I'm gonna do Alien. I've seen Halloween now a handful of times, but I never get tired of seeing Halloween in theaters. Yeah, because it works at theaters. So I see like. Oh, a it's, times yeah. Now. If it plays again this year, I'll go see it again. Uh, I will say I'm noticing that I gear or I, I gravitate towards a lot of slashers around October, and I'm a, I like slashers anyway. But October, I feel like I uh, and a lot of like '90s stuff. I, I love. I I try to do the screams usually this time of year too. Um, maybe I'll know what you did last summer if I if I get around to it, or Urban Legends, or some of these. Just you know. You think it? Do you think it has to do with the fact that like a lot of the slashers have like more iconic characters, especially the killers, and people share them more often, so they're kind of more in our, our Facebook I, threads on I Twitter. I think it has more to do with the fact that I was a teenager in the nineties, yeah. and so these were the movies I watched when around Halloween of uh, when I was a teenager. So yeah, as Brian and I did. Yeah. That like I, I think a lot of of when we develop patterns for things, a lot of it is because there is some either kind of nostalgia or some kind of connection to it. And for me, these were the movies I watched as a teenager with my friends. And so, and, and that again, the ones that aired on television. So the fact that Ghostface has become iconic, I remember sitting in my friend's basement watching this movie and one of my other asshole friends wearing a Ghostface mask at the window trying to freak <laughs> us all out. And it worked. <laughs> Uh, <gasps> but I mean, it just as easily could have been a Friday the Thirteenth movie, and he was wearing a Jason Voorhees mask. Yeah, um, a hockey mask. Which, where you yeah. really got to do it is it's Rats Night of Terror, and you're dressed <laughs> like the giant rat. <laughs> <laughs> Next time Tony's watching that, I'm just gonna be in a rat costume outside. <sighs> Man, yeah, that or a giant bottle JB. <laughs> Oh, yes. That's your next costume for Crypticon. It's a giant bottle of oh JB. We're all gonna be in all the shots. It's Sorry. Hard. Sorry, it's, it's 10.46 at night, and I oh, don't yeah. want my neighbors to completely hate me. That's fair. Okay. Because <laughs> um, we just erupted in, in some pretty epic sound. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, we're getting to a point in the evening where we do have to watch our sound, yes. even in a concrete building. Damn. I know. Uh, but 
thinking like this nostalgia, or just this could be new nostalgia in this case. It doesn't do with the movies in this case, but is there any, since we're talking about our Halloweens and our, our past, any particular costumes that you particularly love that you always want to just like, oh, I made this, it was amazing. I was a bitch in Scarecrow one year, my mom made. I was in Batman Scarecrow, or? I was just a regular Scarecrow. Okay. Not everything has to be Batman. Well, just writing. Because <laughs> you know Joker's the best movie. should not be Batman. I was Obi-Wan Kenobi when um, episode one came out. I was Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. That's pretty <laughs> weird. Um, other than that, I really haven't dressed up in fucking forever. <laughs> I stopped dressing up in like 2002. Oh, wow. I, I was... I was Robin from 1997 Batman and Robin one year. Yeah. <laughs> and I begged my grandma. I begged, begged, begged. She took me when she could still drive and was still alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now she could drive better. Yes. Now she could drive better. Um, she took me to, I think it was, uh, God, it was the Kmart back when Kmart was still alive. Um, and we went to the Kmart and I begged her. I said, Grandma, my birthday's coming up. All I want is this uh, this fucking Robin costume. Didn't say fucking. <laughs> and she bought that shit for me, and now I still will. There's still Polaroid of me in that. I didn't want to be Batman. I wanted to be Robin. That's fair. <laughs> that was the same year Batman came to my birthday party. Nice. Aww. Do you have a costume, Bob? Uh, actually, I think my favorite costume I ever did was actually Sweeney Todd a couple years back. Nice. And I think 2013 or so. And if, this, if my hair was in the right length and everything was perfect and the right costuming, I think it came out really well. Mm. Uh, we wore it again about two years ago and it still worked. So, uh, But it made me actually, funny enough, think about, like, I was thinking about all your costumes from the past, like, that I can't believe freaking forgot like my some of my favorite Halloween memories are from working at a haunted house mm. JC's haunted house at the at the uh, fair in South Carolina mm. uh, which is always over October um, I'd spend like every me, me and Brian and a couple other friends spend like probably out of like the, the month it was open 90% of the days there uh, either in Ghostface or Michael Myers is a lot of fun or just simply just working at fair so even from high school into like four years after high school, for like eight years, spending most of the season at the fair scanner people. I can't believe I forgot about that until like right now because that was such an integral part of my high school experience <laughs> and post high school experience was working at a haunted house. Uh, but maybe it's because I don't know, it's just separated out from like actually thinking like Halloween movies is different from like scaring shit. But. Mm-hmm. And then it's silent. Then again. it's silent. <laughs> uh, any other. Nostalgia things you want know, to talk about for Halloween or just certain point out rap. that Tony, if you shaved your beard and kept the mustache, you could be Montag the Magnificent from Wizard of Gore. Oh my Christmas god. Glover? No, it's gonna scream. But I I'm very honored and privileged to be able to be you know, pinned as a dead ringer for Montag the Magnificent. I feel like you you could you could fucking kill it. Dude, thank you. Um, hey, speaking of Herschel Gordon Lewis memories, since we're like on about a bazillion different tangents tonight, anyway, and I've got about like almost five beers in me. Um, in 2009, I went to a Fangoria weekend of horrors, and one of the guests was Herschel Gordon Lewis. 
And I happened to have had a camera at the time, and I was recording a small portion of his lecture, and he said, does anyone want to hear me do one of the songs from 10,000 Maniacs? And I was like, woohoo! Sound yeah. arrives again. All right. And so, yeah, and, and he said, and, and so he literally points in my direction and says, Do you want to hear it? And of course, I'm the big ass dork, so I'm like, Woohoo! <laughs> so, somewhere in the bowels of YouTube, there is a video of me videotaping Herschel Gordon Lewis doing Robert E. Lee broke his musket on his knee and a thousand pieces. What have I walked into? <laughs> um, Tony singing 10,000 Maniacs? Yes. I'm oh. I mean, 2,000 Maniacs. One right. of the themes to 2,000 Maniacs. It, this is now a Herschel Gordon Lewis podcast. <laughs> and well, it should be. Fuck yeah. Oh, dear. You know, there's a whole... This is... We're off topic, so fuck it. There's a whole thing. <laughs> We're off topic? There's this Heaven, heaven forbid that never every happens. Every Herschel Gordon Lewis horror movie ever. It's called Feast or something? Yeah, it's it came out about right. three years ago. Yeah. I so want that so bad, and I'm so considering asking for Christmas for that. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted, sir. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was released uh, like November-ish of 2016 or so. so yeah. yeah, I can just imagine waking up on Christmas morning ripping it open. Herschel Gordon-Lewis! <laughs> Carolyn's like, oh, God, I got something to do. <laughs> like, you know, Carolyn, quick. We can, these are all like 75 minutes long. We can watch them all today. <laughs> you know, of course, that Herschel Gordon-Lewis is now being streamed on the Criterion channel. Fuck mm. yes. Takes death to get that. I horror. will say Blood Feast, for what it gave horror, is one of the most impactful horror movies oh, ever totally. made. Yeah, but the, the bloody slasher film. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that Herschel Gordon-Lewis and Fulci can equally share the godfather of gore. Uh, I would name. stoutly agree with that, and I, and I just the whole kind of all of the B movie lore about how Herschel Gordon Lewis and his producer Dave Friedman stumbled into the gore formula, quote unquote, is absolutely fascinating. Let's make a checklist of all the things that major studios are not going to fucking touch, and and let's like run with that shit because. There's there's literally nothing else that we have that we can offer to an audience other than salacious elements such as gore and yeah. Her Herschel was like, "What you gonna do? Fucking stop me? <laughs> I will make this shit. I will make it gory and nasty." That last one he made, the Gore Gore Girls. Oh jeez, some of the most vile shit I've seen. It's really perfect for Halloween. <laughs> perfect. Like and, yeah, uh, seriously, I mean, there's like digging and skulls and shit. I'm like, if you like gore, that's actually a really underrated gore flick. that. And uh, my final thought when it comes to Halloween and everything else, there's uh, we need to get some Justice for Ventramer. Yes. No. yes. For, the yeah. for the next Thank movie, you. maybe Justice. next year. Maybe next year we'll finally get Justice for Ventramer <laughs> since they're filming the next two right now. So We can only hope and dream. I want the end of that, that trilogy to be him just coming in and wasting Michael with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Like Ash via Army of Darkness style. This is my boomstick. Groovy. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, and I, funny enough, I didn't mention that, but I do normally watch those movies around Halloween. I just watched one and two recently for... I actually watched all three of them in the last month. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it on up for this for this episode? 
Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Happy Halloween. Celebration.